In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carib Carter Clues, and welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. The topic for today, I think, which is a burning topic, is the, the uh, President Biden has submitted his trillion, six trillion, I'm sorry, six trillion dollar budget with the largest tax increase on the wealthy in history. Joel Nagel, you're the SS, let me get this right, the expert on asset protection. It's a tongue twister. What should people do? with this new massive tax? Where are we going to go? Hey, Carter. Good to be with you as always. And, um, you know, it's it's a question of, first of all, will will it get through? I mean, we he positioned a very large tax cut last year um, and, you know, they, they it never really went anywhere because he couldn't even get Democratic support, you know, let alone Republican support. I suspect in an election year, it's not going to get through. It's to create... Um, campaign lines, right? The right. Soak, the, Soak the Rich is a very popular uh, oh, yeah. campaign slogan. And, um, you know, it's something they're putting out there. I think the the tragedy, you know, I, the thing that gets me more than anything else at the macro level, whether you're for more programs or less programs or conservative, liberal, you know, one thing we should be able to agree on as a country and a people is that we should spend only what the government brings in. Amen, and brother. <laughs> if you want to spend more, you got to you got to tax more. And you know, if if you don't like the taxes, okay, but then you got to spend less yes. because you know, we're seeing this you know, the the way that they're bridging the gap is really just theft. It's yeah. it's they print money. Money printing causes inflation. It causes the purchasing power of the dollar to go down. And, you know, we're all left with feeling like, hey, I'm, I'm making more money um, than I did last year. But, you know, does that extra money get, even keep you at the same place you were last year? That's, I think, a lot of middle class Americans in particular, they're, they're working harder and harder. You know, I talk to people, they're working two jobs, they're, you know, and, and they're cutting back on their quality of life. It's, it's sad. You know, they, you know, they used to get, you know, they used to have steaks on Friday and then, you know, then it was hamburgers and then it was hot dogs and now it's spam. And, you know, that, you know, according to the government, those are fully interchangeable. So there's no inflation. Uh, but, you know, if you want to buy the same steak that you bought two or three years ago, you know, it's, 
these numbers about three percent and seven percent inflation they're, they're they're absolute hogwash i mean we're talking about you know inflation rates of in real terms on the real things people need to buy that are you know i mean 20 30 percent is at the minimum and some things are hundreds of percent you know i mean it doesn't really matter what you look at if you compare it to two years three years four years ago it's it's massively more expensive so you know my 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 take on on all of these things is you know first and foremost let's talk about how to protect our the money we we have already right and you know i'm not talking about it from the perspective of a typical investment advisor because you know most investment advisors will tell you you need a portfolio of stocks and bonds and mutual funds and blah 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 and maybe your portfolio goes up 10% that sounds great the problem is if you know if you're wedded to the dollar and your investments go up 10% but the value of the dollar goes down 15% then you know on paper you you you're further ahead but in real purchasing power you're further behind and that's what a lot of you know a lot of Americans they work get up work hard every day they try to save they try to invest and they can't get anywhere because they're on this gerbil wheel that just keeps going around and around and they're actually getting further and further behind. So when I look at trying to help people, we talk about purchasing power. How do you protect your purchasing power? What can I do to make sure the money I have today will be worth the same amount tomorrow and the next month, next year and, and the year after? And we've talked about those things before. We, you know, we can talk about them again today. You know, you have um, a, a whole variety of, of tools from conservative things like gold uh, to, you know, more aggressive things like Bitcoin and, you know, what they all have in common, real estate, uh, good corporate securities, what they all have in common is governments don't print them. They can't print them out of thin air. Yep. I mean, if you, if you own a share of Apple stock, there's a finite amount of Apple shares. And, you know, if somebody wants to buy it from you next month, next year, they have to pay more. Same thing with an ounce of gold, same thing with a, a great, you know, lot, wherever, whether it's in the mountains or the beach or wherever, there's, you know, only so much land that can't make more, you know, Bitcoin, only 21 million coins will ever be, um, you know, uh, created. Um, and so all of these things uh, are designed to make sure because of the, the finite nature of the asset that, you know, they're not going to go down in, in value. They may up and down, up and down, you know, on a short run. But if you measure five years, 10 years, 20 years, you'll find that you'll you'll be able to keep up with this uh, inflationary spiral that we're entering right now. Well, it's it in your inflationary spiral is right. I think gas is up 80 percent, 80 percent since um, Biden took office, 80 percent. You know, last weekend, my wife and I went up for the first time because it's only open to when the uh, uh, begins to be open in April uh, to our vacation place in West Virginia, two hour drive. The gasoline was twice as much, cost twice as much. Well, that means we can only go to our vacation home. We used to last summer went every weekend. Well, there's no way. There's no way at those prices. And, you know, for me, that's recreational. But what about the people who are going to work? Yeah. Who are trying to make a living. who have to drive to work and nothing is being done to address this. The, uh, Instead, we're going in the opposite direction. The the uh, Biden's sanction policy, which, quite frankly, is a lot of major uh, analysts are saying this is this is going to backfire so bad. Well, it's already backfired 
with uh, the grain market up 166%. Joel, that hasn't even hit yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ukraine is one of the largest wheat exporters in the world. And, you know, their crop this year has been absolutely devastated. And, you know, if you lose 10% of world supply, it's not like prices are going to go up 10% because everything trades on the margins. If you lose 10% of supply, demands the same or increases because we have a, you know, an ever growing population in the world, you know, you could see prices, you know, triple, quadruple, you know, and uh, that means when the average person goes to buy a life of bread, you know, it's not going to be $2. It's going to be, you know, $6, $8, $10. You know, it's, it's again, I've, I've said this on your show before, um, you know, I, I don't give high marks to politicians on either side of the aisle when it That's comes right. to That's economics. Right. You know, basic, I, I would almost say there should be an economics 101 course required for somebody to run for political office, because if you don't really understand the levers of the economy, what makes, what causes inflation, what causes devaluation, what, if you don't understand those things, how can you really be making rules and laws to, to govern uh, the country? And, um, you know, again, this whole bit about, um, well, we'll just borrow, we'll just print. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's insane. You know, it is. We're we're building our home on you know quicksand. It's not. It can't last. No. And let me let me grab something here because it's pretty stunning. The um, you know just reading Senator Marshall from Kansas, right? Now they know a little bit about what happens when you can no longer get uh, fertilizer. Fifteen percent of our fertilizer comes from Russia, who we have cut off now. It's no. I think that's known as cutting off your nose to spite your face. He told. Uh, Fox News, Maria Bartiromo, I guess I'm pronouncing that at least close. Um, this morning, he expects a worldwide famine beginning next year. And I think that is absolutely, absolutely viable. Absolutely viable. Be nobody can afford a thing. And we just, it, like you said, the politicians, and, and again, I'm with you. This is not political. It's both sides of the aisle. You get this six billion dollar budget, six trillion dollar really? budget. What's and, a, what's uh, what's a few trillion amongst friends, Carter? <laughs> no, I mean, people can't even grasp what that means if you no, you know no. do the math and figure out what that means for every man, woman, and child in America. It's it's staggering, and you know the the tax revenue I think is only about fifty percent of the budget. So that means now, we're just we just gonna keep. You know, adding to the debt, adding to the debt. Well, guess what? The Russians aren't buying our debt. The Chinese aren't buying our debt, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're left with a few places around the world that want to buy the debt. And then the Federal Reserve ends up buying its own debt. So you have this circular thing. Well, what do they do? They print money to buy the debt and they just keep yeah. interjecting more money into the into the system. And, you know, it it. You know, Jim Rickards uh, gives a wonderful presentation about this, and he calls it the 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 the, the snowflake that causes the avalanche. You know, yeah. you don't really know. You know, you're you're out in the mountains, and there's snows piling up everywhere. You don't really know which snowflake causes the, you know, the avalanche. But you know, at some point, it's going to happen, and you cannot just print money and think that there's not going to be a consequence. We have been able to kick the can down the road a very, very long time because we export a lot of our currency around the world to, you know, I've said this before, to places that have even worse currencies. But yeah. you know, we're feeling it at home now. And, and you know, it, it's great to talk about sanctioning the Russians. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not, 
you know, in favor of what they're doing in, in Ukraine. But yes, everything has consequences. You know, they're, they've, you know, um, ironically, you know, Putin is a pretty smart guy. And uh, when the sanctions kicked in, he said, okay, fine. Um, but if you want my oil and gas, which the Europeans import about $600 million worth of, of oil and gas every day, a day, yeah, so 800 a day, million. A day. So now he says, okay, well, you can only buy my oil and gas in rubles. Yeah. Because ruble is sliding. So, you know, well, why, why, why would they want to buy it in rubles? Well, the only place they can buy that many rubles is at the Central Bank of Russia. So they have to go to Russia, yeah. despite the sanctions, which is kind of the joke and all this, buy every day $800 million worth of rubles, which is now pushing the ruble back up to, you know, its, its previous values. And then the, the government of Russia ends up with uh, the rubles anyways. And I mean, with the dollars anyways. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's actually having a boomerang effect on on the Europeans and and in the U.S. So it's not just oil and gas. Like you say, it's going to be wheat. Um, there's a lot of rare earths that come out of Russia and yeah. China that, yeah. that go into our electronics, our computers, our cell phones. You know, it's it's um, we're a very interdependent world, and um, you know when you have shortages, regardless of what it is, it, the only way shortages play out is through price increases, and we're seeing price increases across the board. And across I'll just make one other quick point. You know, I, I I've been in my business now for 33 years, Carter, and I can actually for the first 32 and a half years. I don't ever remember a client coming to me and saying, hey, I want to move somewhere. And one of my most important criteria is the country has to be food self-sufficient. There we go. So, you know, that's now on the radar and people are, are saying, like, I don't want to go to a country, you know, like some of the Caribbean countries, for example, they have to import everything. And yeah. you know, if 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 there's supply chain problems, if there's Infl uh, inflation uh, in the transport sector, which there is, it's all fuel driven, you know, it's going to be very hard. Some of these countries are at the end of the food chain and they're they're the first ones they're going to be, you know, missing out. I'm, I'm talking to you today from Belize and fortunately over right. the last 20 years, uh, Belize has become a massive food exporter, largely yeah. because of the Mennonite population. We have a huge Mennonite population here. And, um, you know, they, they all of central Belize is dominated by the Mennonites. They're very lovely, peaceful. You know, you, if you want to, the safest place to live in Belize, go live out, you know, in amongst right. the Mennonites and right. you know, produce cows and chickens and, and, and grains. And, you know, they produce all of the food for Belize and they export it to Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, even the United States. So, you know, when the, you know, what hits the fan, you probably want to be in a place like Belize where, you know, where, first of all, the cost of living is so much lower than the U.S. But secondly, you know, they do have a, you know, uh, self-sufficiency when it comes to, to food. And that's that's just vital. And, you know, the even a poor country like Honduras um, is a food exporter, is a major food exporter at this point. You know, um, agriculture exporter, I should say. So, sure. so I'm with you 100% that the, these these are tremendous alternatives. And you mentioned the the you know the deficit that we take we spend more and we take in. On average, it, the American government takes in two trillion and spends four trillion. So, Mr. Biden's solution to this is to add another 
two trillion onto the budget. Yeah. So, and then he says, but it's going in ten years. It's going to reduce the deficit. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's 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 like you know you're in a you're in a giant pit, and someone <laughs> sends you a shovel and says, you know, dig deeper and you'll get out. I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, um, <laughs> we can print all we want, but you know we've seen through this conflict in in Russia, Ukraine, that you know one lasting effect. Again, I, I mentioned Jim Rickards before. I saw his article today about about the effect it'll have on on the U.S. dollar, and it's it's only going to be, you know, something that further weakens. It might be more snowflakes that cause the avalanche, but you know, the Russians are are going away from the dollar. The Chinese are going away from the dollar. All of the countries that they interface with, like India, um, you know, they're all moving to a system, you know, using their own currencies and using a basket of metals and and things like that. And, and, you know, our system, the dollar, which is supported by something called the Swift system, which is uh, based in Belgium, you know, it's basically the foundation of, of the Western economies. You know, it's still the strongest. Don't get me wrong. It's still the strongest and it's causing punishment for, you know, for Russia. It, re- it truly is, but, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And, uh, you know, th- those people aren't going to just shrivel up and die because we're putting, you know, economic sanctions on them. They're developing their own system. And as they attract more and more countries, as other countries become, you know, disillusioned with the U.S. or the Europeans or, or whatever, um, you know, you're going to see more attraction to that. And even if it ends up being just a competing system, we might still be the largest system, but it's going to take a bite out of, out of uh, our system. You know, going back to Putin's thing where you have to buy dollar or have to buy rubles, the world oil and gas trade historically has been in dollars. So that means everybody in the world has to go out and get dollars so they can pay for oil and gas in dollars. Well, Russia now is saying, you know, $800 million a day worth of dollars. Nope, that's not how it's nope. going to work anymore. Chinese are saying the same thing. And, you know, that that was an artificial demand for dollars. Because, right. you know, but you, if you think about it, why should a German, for example, even one of our allies, why should a German have to take their euros, convert them to dollars so they can go to Saudi Arabia and buy a barrel of oil? Yes. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, why can't the German just go to the Saudis and say, well, we'll pay you in, in euros? And I think, you know, it, it, it truly is one of these I, examples of the the emperor has no clothes. I mean, exactly. there's no no backing to the dollar. We talked about that last week. You know, if you had silver coins, you know, from pre-1964, a gallon of gas is 20 cents. It's not, it's not five, six dollars. So, you know, the, the emperor has no clothes. Other people are going to figure that out. Um, the U.S. dollar will still be around, but it'll be competing with other systems. And, you know, it's not going to be the 800 pound gorilla anymore. So what does that mean for the average American consumer? It exactly. means means their dollar will be worth less. I mean, dollar will be worth less. And if you invest in things, whatever they are, stocks and bonds and mutual funds and real estate, but they're in dollars, you may think you're getting ahead, but you may have more dollars. Um, but it, like you said, if, if, if Biden's going to next year, just out of a hat, pull, you know, two, three, four trillion extra dollars, economics 101 says as you print more, the value of each one yeah. goes down. And, and so that's what's happening. It's, it's a, it's a theft. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a nefarious 
uh, theft that happens every day. It's a, it's a, a drain that you can't put your finger on, but it's happening. And it's happening because politicians don't understand economics. And in the short electoral cycle that we have, all they care about is getting reelected. Again, it doesn't matter which party. Uh, they want to get reelected. And, you know, increasing taxes isn't going to happen. The, the government has almost no assets to sell. So what's the alternative? Cutting spending, you know, if they, if they, if the if the budget was four trillion last year, why not why not shoot for three trillion this year and cut a cut a trillion out? But no, we're going to add two trillion. So you know the 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 reality is the printing is happening, the devaluation is happening, inflation has already happened. We all see it. it it's it's dangerously getting close to what's called hyperinflation. You know when you see inflation on inflation on inflation, you know when 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 something that was a dollar last month is a dollar five this month, a dollar fifteen next month, a dollar thirty the month after. Well, that is, my friends, is the definition of hyperinflation. So, you know, I, I think there's still time to plan. Um, we talked about the steps to take, the types of assets to to you know put some of your money in. Again, I'm I'm not saying go out and put all your money in any of those things, but if right. you don't have exposure to those things and you're just sitting there in the dollar basket. Um, you're going to be in for a hard time ahead. You're going to struggle and work harder and harder and harder, and your your quality of life is going to go down. As opposed to coming to you know region like this in Belize, where you can do the opposite. You can protect your assets the right way. Your purchasing power is intact, and if the if the dollar goes down in value, you'll actually benefit because you you have non dollars to to deal with. So you you will have more dollars. You know if you're sitting there with gold, if you're sitting there with Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin's been on a, a huge run. I mean, it it's up, yep. you know, $10,000 a coin in just the last couple of weeks since the whole Ukraine thing started. Uh, gold's up, you know, 12% since the Ukraine invasion started. So, you know, it, it those are the types of things that are going to hold your purchasing power. Hold the purchasing power. And I'm glad you mentioned the, 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 the offshore because the fact of the matter is that we talk about asset protection, but if you have assets, let's say that a person's assets are um, two to three thousand a month and a fixed income. Social Security, I think, is average check is about two thousand a month. Well, if you go to a country like Belize, Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, that two thousand um, dollars over a two month period is as much as most people in those countries make in a year. So your spending power, your assets go much further. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if you're on a fixed income, you're making two, three thousand dollars a month, your ability to save and invest is almost non-existent if yeah. you live in North America. So what are your options at that point? I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's to move to a place where that money is going to go further, where you're going to have a higher quality of life than what you can have, you know, in the US. If you have social security income of $2,000 a month and you want to go live in South Florida, good luck with that. You know, you're you, you yeah. may maybe you can find a trailer park somewhere, but that's that's it and you know, you're going to have to decide whether you want to spend your the rest of your money on on food or or medicine, you know, whereas you yeah. can go to a place like this, I mean, you can find, you know, nice places to live here and in, in, in throughout Central America, you know, that can be at 600, 800, a thousand dollars. And, you know, you probably won't spend the rest of the money that you have on, on food and entertainment, which means now you can save, you can invest, you can put some money away for a rainy day. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously if you're younger and you still have, uh, you know, longer before you want to go live somewhere else, um, then the key is to try to convert the, the dollars that you make every, every week, every month into something else, right? I always tell clients, whatever it is you earn, you're going to earn those next week, next month, next year too. So right. take whatever you earn. This isn't only about the dollar. I tell my European clients the same thing. I tell Asian clients the same thing. Whatever you earn, make your investments in something else because you know yes. your earnings you can replace. But if the if the purchasing power of your own currency goes down, you won't be able to replace the other assets. So it's good. It's good to have. It's good to sort of have multiple baskets. That's really what asset protection is all about. That's great. That's great, Joel. And this, this advice today has just been sterling. It has been sterling. And folks, remember, you're hearing it from America's number one asset protection attorney. So, Joel, thank you. This has been terrific. I think we've, I, hopefully we've opened a lot of eyes and helped people protect a lot of assets today. Yeah, you know, I, I get a lot of notes from people who are watch the show and they're always very grateful. And that, you know, that's the real real reason I do it. I'm, I'm very happy to, you know, just um, stir people's thoughts so that they're thinking about these things, because the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you wake up like the poor people in Ukraine one day or for whatever reason, whether it's war or hyperinflation or whatever. And, and then you find out, you know, you don't even really have enough money to live. And that's, you know, that's got to be particularly for older people, the most horrific, you know, thing that you don't ever want to face. I would never want my parents or grandparents to have to be in that situation. That's terrific. Remember what MacArthur said, the most ominous words in, in, in the world are too late. So don't wait till it's too late. So thank you, Joel. Thank, thank you. you once again. That's been terrific. It's, it's great seeing you again. And we'll see you next week on yeah, next week. Global uh, Fortress, Wealth Fortress Report. Now I got it. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Folks, great advice. Great advice from the top, the top asset protection attorney. Grab onto it. Utilize it. We'll see you next week. Let's do this thing.